0: Welcome to the Go Global podcast series, the show that addresses the importance of think globally and act locally. I'm your host, Ellen Wang from Lees University Business School. Today, I'll be discussing globalization with Sarav, who's one of our alumni, graduated from International Marketing Management in 2008. Last July, I've had the pleasure to invite Sarav to speak at one of the virtual international program sessions where I learned Sarav is an enthusiastic, passionate digital marketeer. He's not only an influencer himself, but he also helps others to become digitally visible with his knowledge and expertise. Personally, I'm a big fan of Sarav's work, so I'm very excited to invite him back today and hopefully through his personal journey we can address the importance of being local. So hello Sarav, how are you doing? Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Hi, Helen. Thank you so much for having me on this show. I am doing really good and I'm super excited about uh, this program. Great. Thank you so much.
0: And I think a very good place to start today is for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, please.
1: All right. Thank you. My name is Saurav uh, Jane. I started my career at the age of 17 uh, while I was doing my biotechnology uh, in my undergraduation years in Chennai. And while I was looking at the leaf and the stem in microscope and I was discovering those uh, vascular uh, tissues, I realized that this is not what I've made for. And uh, mentally, I quit uh, that program. But though I was physically uh, going to my college and completing the graduation, I found my passion in the second year of my college while I was working part time in a digital marketing agency. I learned how to write content for websites, how to bring websites on top of Google search results. This gave me uh, a lot of confidence about what I really wanted to do in my life because I found my passion uh, in digital marketing, but I was not too sure because I was very young. So I went to University of Leeds and I did my master's in international marketing management. And uh, while I was doing uh, international marketing management, uh, I had a professor her name is Katrina Pressi, and uh, she was teaching me digital marketing because we had a module in digital marketing way back in 2008, which itself is a very interesting thing, right? Because uh, I don't think way back at that point of time, anybody in this country was even talking about digital marketing. And when she was teaching digital marketing, uh, I realized um, that whatever she was teaching, I actually knew more than what she was teaching because I had uh, a practical experience of two years in digital marketing and she was bringing a lot of theory on table. No offense to her, but what she was telling me was like a moment of enlightenment for me because I realized that this is something that I think I can talk to my friends for hours. And I actually had to discuss this with every student in uh, University of Leeds because I realized that, oh God, this is something I'm so confident about. Uh, And I came back to India because at that point of time in UK, I don't think for a young guy, uh, an opportunity in digital marketing was immense. So I came back to India, I joined a marketing agency again, and I started doing digital marketing for them. Um, And I started blogging after that. So my blog got me my first client, uh, which also made me um, quit my job. And in between that scenario, I was also pushed into my dad's business uh, because he wanted me to mind his own business, like mind my own business but I was not happy about being a traditional businessman, selling clothes and attires, running a regular shop. So while I was blogging, uh, I, you know, I used to uh, burst my stress by writing everything about digital marketing there. Uh, And then I got my first client via that. So that changed my life because, uh, because of blogging, because of using digital for a purpose with a purpose, I found uh, to live, I I really discovered how to live my passion, how to live my life in my own terms and be your own boss. Uh, And since then, today I run a digital marketing agency. I have about 70 people working for me and I work with them very closely. And uh, we manage 40 plus brands in India uh, doing their digital marketing. I run an institute called Digital Scholar because I give birth to my institute a year back. And you will not believe my institute is all about uh, what I learned at Leeds University. Like my styles, the, we have agency culture, uh, like how international marketing management had it. Uh, we have presentation making, like how international marketing management had it. So everything that I learned in uh, in University of Leeds is what I had tried to build in my uh, institute here in Digital Scholar. And uh, this is a business which I started a year back only for a reason, because uh, I realized that I could only change 70 people's lives while I'm just uh, running, a agency, running an agency. And I realized that I could do a lot more justice to lives of people by creating an institute and teaching them how to become a digital influencer, how to become a digital marketer, and how to find your purpose digitally. Because a lot of people are just wasting and killing their time uh, on the internet so i believe this is where the uh, this is the need of the hour and this is where the country needs uh, people needs to be guided in this country at this point of time where they learn how to really look at digital from a monetization perspective personal branding perspective career opportunities so this is who i am uh, very passionate about uh, digital marketing very passionate about traveling these are two things which inspires me the most
0: That's a great Sarah. Thank you for sharing all of that journey with us. And I feel like I've I've um Taking on the journey with you since you were 17 and you know it's really inspiring for to hear from someone that know exactly who you are and what you want to do at the age of 17 and you're pursued right and I think that's really, that's really something um, and one of the things that picked up really is you know in addition to you know who you are and what you wanted to do is from blogging you start to generate your first clients but also what you're trying to do here is you know digital presence with a purpose I think that's what you're trying to say really there is not only to be online for social media networking you know just for the sake of being online but you you need to have a very specific purpose and that's what you're trying to do and uh, trying to educate people and it's really great to, to hear about um, you know your experience from Lees which uh, generated um, some of the some of the inspirations, I guess, uh, for you to uh, start your own business. So I'm just going to take a slight step back. I'm trying to dig a little bit deeper. In addition to your experience to, of, of Leeds, um, your master program, um, are there any other points or other elements that inspired you to start not only one, but two of your own businesses in India? You know, how how did you start that journey and did you ever think it was going to be um, a very successful one or did you have a little bit of that kind of a risk element in your head thinking oh what happens if it fails tell us a little bit more about that please
1: interesting question so uh, I always believed to be very different as a person and uh, while uh, you know while everyone uh, in my school days were opting for um, MBB is and wanted to do engineering, I opted for biotechnology because I thought, oh, that's a very cool subject to be part of. And uh, so what happened with digital marketing when I started, what inspired me the most was um, the idea of doing something which has not happened in my family's history yet. So they were all traditional businessmen. Uh, they were doing just the regular businesses, trading of clothes from manufacturers to dealers, and they were the mediators. So I didn't see that uh, going anywhere in alignment with the kind of personality that I had built by then, because I was thorough professional and that did not require a lot of professionalism. It was just a, build, a business which is built out on uh, personal terms and it, you need to deep build a lot of labors. So when I was dealing with a lot of labors in India, when you're dealing with a lot of labors, you need to abuse them in terms of, you know, using abusive languages, even they use that a lot and, and I couldn't connect uh, uh, with that A kind of a personality because I thought this is not me because I can't deal with them Uh, I can't be a very soft person and still deal with uh, this tribe of people and that's why not I was not even uh, I was not getting aligned with them so my breakthrough moment was uh, when um, you know the blogging happened and the first client had come and I realized uh, that you know uh, this was the this is the time when I told my dad that I don't want to do your business and I want to quit and I want to start on my own because I had a, I had some funds flowing into my account even before I started my business. So that inspired me that okay uh, I believe that I can find my path by doing this. but I lost the client. Uh, not that I hold I had the client for longer duration, and then I went to my dad back again and I asked him, uh, you know, dad, would you like to fund my business because I have to pay salary of four employees and I lost my client. My dad said, you know, I would not want to invest in your company because I knew you would come to me. I know you're inexperienced. So you still have the choice to quit your business, join my business back. But I took a call that, no, I should do something. I had 40,000 rupees, which is roughly about, let's say, um, in in pounds or in in us dollar it was about 800 to thousand dollars uh in my account so i invested that money which is way back in 2011 in facebook advertisements and i did my first ever social media marketing boot camp in mumbai i called my friend and she also studied in university of leeds so this is again um, a good story for me to say that university of leeds give give me friends from across the country so she was from university of leeds as well. I stay in Chennai. She stays in Mumbai, which is almost about 1,800 kilometers away. And then I gave her a call and she said, do you know social media? I said, yeah, it's a cool thing in Mumbai now. Why don't you start teaching that? I said, okay, let's do it. We invested uh, the money in Facebook ads. We did some bulk email marketing. We saw people buying our workshop tickets. uh, And I had about 40 people inside of the room. Uh, It was a one-day session. And they, that gave me revenue, that gave me four more clients and that is where I never stopped because I know that if I have to really get clients, I need to educate them about digital marketing because unless I like, do not create, uh, I do not build the fear of missing out thought in their minds, they are they are less likely to invest in digital marketing. So from there, I started my workshop journey. So Monday to Friday, I will run my agency. Saturday and Sundays, I will do workshops in India. And I'll try to get clients from here. Uh, And I participated in multiple business plan competition. I won one of the competitions in Chennai. uh, And I got featured in all the newspapers. So that's when my dad uh, uh, woke up to that news coverage. And he said, you know, this is something very inspiring. I would love to fund your company. And this is the time I said no to him. Because I realized that I think I can manage this on my own. I found what is the way to run this show. So one of the things that I would always recommend people is to teach, because I think when you teach, uh, there are two things that can happen to you. One, uh, you can inspire someone to work with you. You can attract the right talent as well. And second uh, is uh, there's a lot of gratitude uh, that you earn in this process uh, because you see lives transforming. You see people doing great things in lives because of whatever you could teach to them. So, So I found my passion... Through corporate training, through workshops of two days and three days, and I used to practice digital marketing in my agency business. So that's how it all happened what
0: an inspiring story oh my god I don't know where to start to pick up the the elements I mean you talked about saying no to your father and then you know and saying no to your father again you know that's a that's a big thing I'm I'm sure that's a big decision and you probably go through some internal conflicts as well but having said that I think it's your persistence that really paid off right your pursuit of not pursuit of happiness but a pursuit of your your passion and that really came through from uh, the story that you were telling us and also I picked up on the fact that you said Monday to Friday you were doing workshops and Saturday and Sunday so that means you're literally working seven days a week right
1: right yes wow okay for,
0: so for almost,
1: for almost seven to eight years uh, I was working almost seven days a week
0: Wow. Okay. So that's a passion. That was absolutely a passion. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Um, now I want to move on to the next bit, where as a bit more relevant and recent, um, you know, occurrence is given the global pandemic that has changed the way we work and the way we think over the past year, as I mean, you mentioned, you know, back in 2008, these university was teaching digital marketing where it was, you know, it was less popular at that time, right? Whereas now digital marketing is everywhere. Um, But at the same time, I think digital transformation has really accelerated as a result of the global pandemic, right? Because everybody has to be online of some sorts. So my question is as a digital marketeer, as such an experienced one, what is your take on the term of globalization, please? And do you think that's important? If so, why?
1: I think uh, globalization is very important um, because uh, it's very important uh, to create personalized experiences for people. One of the things I give you examples here, Um, though, I learned digital marketing and I teach digital marketing in English here. I've also, I've also tried teaching digital marketing in local languages. So the ideas are global, but the thoughts are local and try to custom, and it has to be customized for the local audiences a little, and I see that there's a lot more uh, people enjoy learning uh, things in local language, be it a global case study or a global scenario in lot more it, so that it's a lot more convenient for them. So so the, one of the things is what this is one of the things which I discovered in my journey. Besides this, I think it's very important for us to, you know, think globally uh, and, uh, and get inspired by global people, global acts, global uh, um, case studies up there and try to re-implement that in your local markets. Uh, Because eventually, for example, my institute is byproduct of what I learned at the global level, right? I learned from a leading global university, uh, which is Leeds University Business School. It's one of the top hundred business schools in the world. And whatever I've learned there, I've tried to adapt that to the local market and people are very inspired. So Not everyone can travel there, but then they can all learn and be part of an atmosphere like that at a a very cost-effective price. The reason why I'm telling you this is if I have not got that inspiration, I would have not adapted things locally. So in the businesses today, people are looking for a little personalized experiences and localization plays a very, very important role there because uh, it just helps them connect better. It helps them uh, in, um, it helps businesses creating larger impact. It helps consumers connect lot better so that's my take on it
0: that's great and thank you for that insight i i absolutely love the bit that you said whilst you're doing a lot of the workshops in english but you also adapt that into local language as well you know we all say that languages connect people together and yet the common language is english but at the same time you're trying to customize locally to attract more student. well audience, not students, but audience, and to educate them, because that's the convenience, because you understand the local markets. I absolutely love that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, So the next bit that I wanted to move on to is, you know, from our students' perspective, given that there is a lack of international mobility due to the global pandemic, um, what do you think our students can do to develop the global mindset, but to act locally?
1: I think uh, they need to be uh, more empathetic uh, and one. Uh, second, they need to really be, uh, they need to value their pretty much the the whole local scenarios or they, wherever they are. I think there is opportunity everywhere. So instead of just uh, aspiring of uh, to do something globally, I think we should first try to adapt and be the king of the local markets. You know, you won't believe when I say that I have 40 clients, they are majorly from the local market. And somebody asked me this question, sort of India is such a big country and you can get clients from all across the country. I always say that I think it's the most, the first is to be the king of your local market. Try to be globally renowned in your local market uh, because that itself is quite huge. And and you need to be, you, need, you can really be satisfied with what it can give, bring to you or what it can give to you. So this is what I would say that first, Try to adapt that how you could win local hearts, uh, how you can connect with people locally uh, to and bring in a lot more global perspective. So get inspired by global leaders, uh, watch them, learn from them, get into their mentorship uh, and bring those ideas locally because that is where the game changes for you.
0: Great, that's a really good point. So appreciate the global opportunity, adapt the, all of that and be the king of a locally. So I love that. Um, Okay, so one of the things that I wanted to throw to you is in some of my previous episodes, I've interviewed students representatives who share their challenges during the pandemic period. One of the common challenges was to build their online personal brand, which helped them to secure a graduate job, for example. Um, Because nowadays, employers look at applications um, online and their online presence, right? So in your expertise, opinion, what advice can you give to our students on enhancing their personal branding online, please?
1: Very interesting uh, question there. Um, so I believe if somebody wants to build their personal brand, the first and the most important thing that they got to do is to find what their purpose is. Okay. Uh, because if they have a calling, uh, towards that particular subject or towards the purpose, they are very much dedicated to it uh, which means if you want to become a king or an expert or a thought leader in an industry i strongly believe you need to at least give 10 years to that industry which means you need to be very clear that this is what i i do see people say that we can shift our niches we can shift uh, um you know um our passions and purposes but i always believe that if if mother teresa was on a mission she was on the same mission for years If Gandhi was on a mission, he was on the same mission for the years like that each one of us, if you're on one mission, then let's just stick on to that and that and we need to find that particular mission for us. It could be anything with respect to business, with respect to career travel whatsoever. The second thing is find out what works the most right now, especially if you're trying to build your brand online. At in 2008, 2009, it was blogging. It was a big thing. People would do keyword research and then they would write about it. People would read, discover you, but now people don't want to read a lot. People want to hear you out. People want to watch you. So try to create or start becoming friendly to camera, which means you need to learn. Like you have the biggest weapon in your hand, which is your phones. So. It's up to you whether you spend your time on dating sites and chit-chatting and Facebooking and WhatsApping. You can also look at it from a perspective because I think the same phone can help you in learning new things, number one. Number two is you need to figure out how can you record the best video about yourself or about the things that you can teach, learn how to edit. These are two skills that I believe everyone needs to master in 2021 video making and video editing and third teach something to people on the internet which means that help people the keyword to success in the internet world is the is helpfulness the more you help with the knowledge that you have gained the uh, the better it is because that's what makes people connect you the next important thing here is become a lifelong learner because people get stuck you know when they are sharing their ideas on the internet They're like, I just can't do because I don't have enough ideas. Uh, There are mainstream content creators. There are, they're very hyper or, you know, content creators. Be prolific. Like you experiment things, share what have you experimented. What have you done uh, with respect to that industry in which you want to become an expert. Let's say I do a lot of digital marketing experimentation. And then I share with the world, look, guys, I've done this. This is the kind of results I get. This is where people see, okay, you are practicing and you're talking, or you're walking your talk. This is what the world needs to see on the internet about you. So, what you show is what you sell, right? And how you show yourself is how you position yourself on the internet. Now, when you know these two important statements, you just have to get that what you are showing has to get right, right? So, it's all about do you wanna show your party photographs, you attending weddings and you traveling to destinations? Or you want to really share value, add values in lives of people by sharing your knowledge and help them in becoming something. The idea uh, of building a personal brand is not about you becoming something. It's about somebody who's following you should become something. They need to move from a current status to a desired status by looking at you. And in this process, they should be inspired and they should not feel jealous about you. So when they are inspired because you've added so much of value, your life is definitely gonna transform because you're actually transforming so many people's lives. So that's what I would say. It's a it's a game affair of um, discipline because you need to be very. You may not become a winner overnight. You may take days. You may take years. Um, but it's a very uh, uh, you know gratifying a uh, job of helping people online uh, with the knowledge that we have. So it will take some time, but you will get there in another few years when you're just sticking onto one thing and you keep talking about it and keep researching on it and keep discovering and keep rediscovering and keep sharing that with the world on the internet.
0: Thank you, Sarav. I think these are extremely useful tips and I particularly enjoyed the bit that you shared. It's about finding that one mission. I think in the past we, talk to our students a lot about transferable skills you know you transfer from one to another and it can be done but I really love your perspective of you know finding that one mission you should be able to identify what that is and keep at it uh, I think that's a really interesting perspective and also I like the bit that you said about the trend so you got to understand the trend so for example from blogging to now a more visual right so you got to understand what is out there at the moment and you need to go with that and to be able to establish who you are um, online. Um, And of course the value adding, um, sharing as well. So I just wanted to go back onto you as entrepreneur a little bit. Um, So I wanted to ask what advice can you give to some students um, of ours or your audience who's listening to this podcast right now that perhaps inspired by by yourselves and your journey and who want to be like you after their graduation what skills do you think that's really important to be an entrepreneur are there anything that you wish you'd have known before you start your own business
1: okay entrepreneurship is a uh, toughest game of affair uh, that's something that you should keep in your mind when you start uh, your journey as an entrepreneur because you'll be judged at every instance by your family uh, you need to personally validate yourself you need to prove to your peers around you, you need to prove to a lot of people. So it will, it will be a very pressurizing task. So first thing you have to understand that you need to be very strong mentally when you're starting your journey as an entrepreneur, because sometimes you need to um, work with different people, different teams, So your leadership skills are being judged. You are being judged as a leader. You will judge yourself as a leader. So there is a lot of those questions that will start coming to your mind. So always, the first thing I would suggest to you is if you could find a mentor who who can help you in becoming a better entrepreneur, you should be. So never compromise in hiring the right mentors for different skill sets that can actually Uh, you know, where you're not good at. So identify what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. uh, And all those weaknesses, you should have a coach for yourself, be it life coaching, be it uh, coaching with respect to dealing with people, with respect to leadership, with respect to management of finance. Because if you have these coaches, there's nothing, you know, I wouldn't say it won't go wrong. It may, but there are lesser chances of things going wrong. And that's one of the mistakes that entrepreneurs entrepreneur does. They think that I can do it all on my own, talking to the friends, seeking their advices. That's not right because your friends themselves are not entrepreneurs. They are working in a nine to five job. And if they are giving you entrepreneurship advices, then you are getting it wrong. So that's the first thing. The second thing as an entrepreneur is to see that how do you learn to sell? You know, because a lot of times we are so much focused on building the product Uh, building the infrastructure, uh, getting uh, uh, all the things right, but we just fail to sell. And if you don't know how to sell, if you're not aggressive and not being bullish about selling, then we can never scale. So selling is the core of entrepreneurship. So as an entrepreneur, you need to be a good salesperson, a good business developer. And that is one skill, which is the most important skill in the world, I would say that everybody should master is something that you should master because that itself is enough for you to actually get some of the best deals for yourself or the best customers for yourself. Um, so that's the skill that has to be up there in your mind. Number three is um, investing uh, the right in the right things uh, is very important. For example, I see people invest a lot in infrastructure, whereas there's compromise investing in people, compromise investing in marketing people and their education. And you don't, teach them on how to do what they need to do, then they're never going to get it right. So, that, so always remember that your people development skills is the most important part of entrepreneurship, uh, which also calls for a statement that while you're doing this, uh, you should also figure out uh, multiple ways to invest in uh, uh, marketing uh, the right way. Basically, digital marketing is what I would say is something that you should master and learn at this point of time which is frugal way of marketing uh which is a cost effective and better solution for you you should adapt to it because people think i will start my business my friends will give me my give me some business and the word of mouth will spread but that will not help you scale the businesses that advertises are the businesses that becomes big brands and then that's the one which sells or gets acquired So if you fail at that, then you fail to get the larger chunk of it. Uh, Fourth point is have processes. If you're very clear with processes, then even if somebody important in your organization is leaving, uh, you know that the processes are so clear that somebody else will come and just follow the process and protocol. So if there's no process defined, then you will never get uh, scaling up right. So be it an agency business, be it an institute that you may run or whatsoever you may run, be very clear with processes like this is how the call has to happen. This is the time when the person needs to be welcomed this way. So there could be a very strict protocol for every, everything. becomes easier for someone to follow, nobody to question. It may change time and again, but then you will have clarity and your team will have clarity. Your customers will have clarity. Everyone will have clarity. This is how it works. So processes are very important because I believe that... The reasons why businesses fail is because they don't set process. As an individual, when I had no process inside of my organization, I used to run Monday to Sunday, right? And when I set processes then I found a second in line team, had got better leaders, I'm able to take some space for myself. I'm able to travel. I'm able to do things because I learned how to get there, right? So it's an evolution of entrepreneurs. And the most important thing of all is hold on. Whether you are failing, whether you may it may work or it may not work you need to hold on to a situation perseverance and persistence these are two important things in your entrepreneurship journey and when you think that it's not working despite a lot of other factors you need to know when to call it a quit because if it's if it's if it's mentally inclining you towards and taking you to the downside of it it's not good thing and you have to always understand as an entrepreneur you will have multiple challenges so just speak it out to someone. Maybe have a therapist, uh, maybe speak to your friends or your family. Uh, just don't keep it to themselves because entrepreneurship and leadership is the loneliest sport in the world. And if you don't have the right support system around you, um, you may, you know, you you may get in the wrong things which should not happen uh, because it may happen because of the pressure that you will bear or the losses that you will bear. But when you have a good support system, you know that how to get that right. So that's basically what my advice would be for all those people who are listening to me right now.
0: Wow, Sir Ralph. Um, Yeah, I've I've put it down so many points. I think your observation you know you talked about self-validation is you know is one of the things that you kept on doing to start with and you know leadership skills of course you have to be a leader not only you'll create something but you have to lead yourself to, to start with and then leading other people and then you went on to talk about you know being able to sell and investing in the right things um, and the infrastructure right so without the basic infrastructure and processes everything else is just going to fall apart it makes me feel like the uh, the uh, huge jungle, you know? So if you have a one piece that's missing right at the bottom, everything else is just going to fall apart. So I think it's definitely coming from an experience perspective. Now, just a one last question I'm going to throw at you, if that's okay, and is of course a lot of these coming from experience perspective. But I wanted to ask: Are there anything that you think that can be developed? Um, from our students' perspective whilst they are at university? So, you know, before they even uh, engaged in a business environment or starting or thinking of starting their, their um, you know, setting up their own business, are there anything that they can do to develop these skills whilst at university?
1: Yes. Good question. There's a lot that they can do. Um, you don't have to wait for the right time to become an entrepreneur, right? You can, uh, and you don't have to wait for the right time to build your personal brand because people can do it at any stage of their lives. So I believe, uh, some of skills, um, that they can develop right now is personal branding, which can actually help them in shaping themselves better, get a lot more better job prospects. So, you know, your, res- your LinkedIn profile, a polished LinkedIn profile and a good blog and a good YouTube channel and a, a, and a goal-oriented or a purpose-oriented Instagram presence or Twitter presence can actually become your resume. You, they don't need to even see your resumes up there. If you are talking about things that you're very passionate about, your recruiter might just hire you thinking that you pretty much know things because you've been talking about it from days and for months so they know that you know your subject a lot better than other people who have not done this right. So that is, you don't have to wait for that moment. Nobody in this world will ever come and tell you that you are an expert. You need to validate yourself and call yourself an expert and start your journey to become a, a better person. So in that subject, or, or I would say a lot better uh, uh, professional in that subject. So in that case, start your journey. And second, if you want to really um, learn how to sell online, do what on, uh, you know, do your business online. You can always start start uh, learning drop shipping, which can actually help you in setting up your e-commerce and selling someone else's product. Learn affiliate marketing, which will help you in selling someone else's good via your content, which is a great revenue. And as you become a popular, you will start seeing influencer engagement opportunities, which is quite big right? So I don't think you have to wait for any special graduation day uh, for you to get out and figure out what you need to do with your life. I think wherever you are right now, and if you have a lot of time for yourself, even if you don't have a lot of your time, figure out some time for yourself to build your personal brand and start something that can actually give you passive income. And it could be anything teaching online, or it could be uh, consulting online. It could be just affiliate marketing. It could just be influencer marketing. So many opportunities are available. Money is raining on the internet now. Uh, So go ahead and um, uh, get drenched in that uh, rain.
0: Great, Sarah, great. So I, I think what you're really saying there is our students must find their USP, right? Find their USP and know who they are, but also develop an online presence with a purpose. Don't wait, just do it. And um, what can I say, Sarah, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think, thank you so much for investing your time onto our podcast today. And you've shared so much insight with us on the topic of globalization, but also about your journey, who you are and how you got to where you are today. It's been uh, such a pleasure and I would love to continue talking with you all day long, but hopefully we'll get the opportunity to invite you back again.
1: Thank you so much, Ellen, for having me on the show. And I'm looking forward to hear this one out. Thank you.
0: Great. So I think this is a great point to conclude our episode today with many, many things to take away from the session, because there are so many points. And, you know, every step of the way, Sarav is giving um, you such good tips on all aspects. Remember, if you wish to connect with Sarav, then please feel free to follow him on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. The handle is at Sarav That's S-O-R-A-V-J-A-I-N. So on that note, I would like to say thank you again for your time, Sarav. And over the next few episodes, I hope to continue inviting more guests to join me and share their insight on globalization and how they're tackling on some of the challenges along the way. Most importantly, I want to raise awareness and the importance of think globally and act locally. If you're interested in finding out more about this topic, please subscribe to our podcast series. And if you want to get in touch, our contact details available in the episode description. Until then, let's go global.